0: Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Velocity podcast. This is episode number 37. And what we're titling Fully Booked in Five, because that is the name of the five-day challenge that we've just kicked off today, my friend, isn't it? And yes. uh, uh, we what we're gonna share in this uh, in this episode is a a resounding standout takeaway that we observed from the session that we ran, and it was so applicable across all the coaches there. If you are a personal trainer, and you want to get fully booked, either this side of Christmas or just after, then I think it could be immensely valuable uh, for you. Um, so that's going to be our, our main theme. But first of all, let me check in with you, buddy.
1: How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah, feeling very, very good. Um, had a good weekend with the children, nice and chilled. Uh, quite looking forward to this weekend. I bought, I bought my wife uh, a present to... Um, take her out on a day where we do loads and loads of random shit and i've just i booked it all up on a sat on saturday night so the kids are going away to the grandparents and we're just basically going back to being like 18 again so we're going 10 bowling at like nine o'clock in the morning ice skating axe throwing there's like a secret cocktail bar loads of random stuff that we're going to be doing so it should be cool Looking forward to that's that. Really, How about you?
0: That's really, that's really fun. I imagine when you're there at 9am in a bowling alley, like you'll literally be the only like a- adults only lane there because everyone else is, is in the thick of their like kids, like young kids birthday parties. And I can just see people looking across being like, have they got kids with them? And it's just you two just
1: like rocking up. Doing some Rock Although it does remind me of my wedding day. Do you remember we went bowling on my yeah. on the morning of my wedding because I wanted to just ease the nerves with a, with a couple of strikes. So Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I did. It, it was a really strange morning. Like, yeah, let's go bowling. I don't think it was planned. We just thought that's a, a good way to pass the time.
1: Yeah, very strange. How are you, mate?
0: You well? I'm all right. Uh, I said to you yesterday I'm a solid 5.6 out of 10 because um, our poor little uh, poor little daughter's not well, and naturally both me and Natalie have now got what she's s- suffering from. So a bit of man flu. Apologies for the sniffles on this uh, on this <clears throat> audio recording. Um, but I'm hanging in there. I've got the drugs uh, and it will carry me through. Carry me through the day.
1: I'm loving. I'm loving. Secretly loving watching Dave struggle because for many years, I was the I was the fucker struggling with the kids, and he was absolutely fine, sprightly. Yeah, I got my nine hours sleep. I've done my yoga. I've done my meditation. What are you on about, Craig? Everything's fine. So back uh,
0: on yeah.
1: sleep. Why? Well,
0: just just do it anyway.
1: It's hard, isn't it? Bloody hard. But there we go. Yeah. A, maybe a different podcast.
0: It is, and maybe we should do a. a it might be a good idea, to be fair, to do to talk to the personal trainers who are parents, mm. because it's it's multitudes more difficult to build and run a business when you've got um, children and all the, all the trials and tribulations
1: that that brings. For sure, but for today, fully booked in five. So um, team, we opened up a hundred spots for personal trainers to come and learn with us for free for five days. Um, and the goal was to equip them with the knowledge to be able to go out there and implement and become fully booked in their business um, after five days training with us. And I think what people expect when they come onto these things is some kind of snake oil, some kind of magical kind of theorem that has been missing or a new social media account that um, nobody knew about where there's lots and lots threads. of us training clients.
0: Basically get get threads, put all your content on there and you'll have a, you'll have a ton of clients.
1: Done, just make shitloads of reels with like um, fashionable tunes in the background and get your boobs out and you'll be fine. And do the sort of- uh, (laughs) Yeah, do all the pokey shit. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about what really works uh, in Fully Booked in Five. And we run two sessions on a Monday. We had about 60 people in this morning, about 40 are coming this evening. Um, And we've done this five, I think five times now. And every single time- Oh, this is our fifth, okay. yeah, every single time we've done it, it's been the same in terms of the realizations that have hit. But I think this time around, there was just more people that it seemed to land with today, which was quite interesting, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we basically, we went through, it was a, it was a, essentially a three-part um, realization exercise. So we want to take you through today what we did. And then, if you play along with the exercise, I think it might uncover, unveil something that that will allow you to, will like um, unblock the flow of the dam, like it's a, to, to let let motion happen again. Like if you if you've been stuck, you've not been growing, and um, this might help uncover why, and therefore it becomes clear on what you need to do about it, right? And and I think I was just I was telling um. It was actually a, a coaching clip that I sent to our cheater squad. earlier. I don't know if you've listened to it yet because it was only two hours ago. But I, I, I shared to them the consciousness competence model. And I think it's a really important thing that everyone should know in their own self and professional development that like this is all around you. And so the, the four stages to this model, this is about learning any, and anything new. Stage one is in, uh, unconscious incompetence, as in you don't know that you suck at something. And that's fine because we all suck at a lot of stuff when we start out and it's just as we as we learn more we we practice and we, we we do reps on the stuff we get better so that's just normal right but then once you once you have light shone on that area you become aware of it so now I'm consciously incompetent i know that i'm not doing something that well but now i can go now i can actually uh, direct some attention towards it stage 3 is once you've practiced you've then become consciously competent So I'm very aware that I'm doing this thing better, but it's taking effort. I'm thinking about doing something well. Um, It's like when you're squatting and you're learning to squat better, you're actively thinking about screwing your heel into the ground and rotating your hip out. Or I'm thinking about drawing my chest up to the ceiling because I want a straighter spine. And those things are very conscious, but practice them long enough and you move to stage four, which is unconscious competence. And I do stuff and I don't even think about it. It's just done very well. And this exercise, maybe you can kick us off, mate, is the second phase. It's actually helping you understand and see things that you didn't see before, which gives you a new sense of uh, awareness uh, to to improve you or your business.
1: Mm, Yeah, so powerful. Um, So what we did was we looked at our roadmap as an example. We looked at the velocity roadmap, which is the the pathway towards consistent seven K months in your business and what we use to coach our coaches. Um, through that pathway to help them identify what they need to be focused on. And our roadmap is has got four pillars to it, four key pillars. One is attract, one is convert, one is serve, and one is systemize. And these are the four key things that you need if you want to build an amazing business. And certainly if you want to get to a consistent 7k months with balance um, without, without overwhelm. So we won't go into those pillars as such today, but we'll just talk about the realization, the thing that happened Uh, in the group. So when we explained each one of the pillars, we got everybody to grade themselves out of 10, i.e. How competent were they in their own mind at achieving this thing within their business? So with attract, how good were they at generating leads and turning them into prospects? With convert, how good were they at actually turning those prospects into clients? With serve, how much time and attention and effort were they putting into their service? And with systemize, how many things did they have set up to make the growth of their business smooth? And we got them to rank it all out of 10. And I think we took the average of the group. I think the average for attract was like four out of 10. Convert was very similar. Yeah. Um, systems, I think, was like three, three and a half out of 10. So all pretty yeah. low. And then serve was like seven and a half, eight out of 10. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this has happened every single time. Yeah. So they knew and they ranked themselves highest in that area. Then we asked a very powerful question.
0: Okay, just Paul, I'm just gonna insert there. So that was stage one. Stage one was this kind of self audit of, okay, use, use our roadmap as this kind of four point checklist, if you like, to say, okay, well, if I know business is broken into these four main key areas, grade yourself in those area relative to these criteria. And then I know where I'm strongest and where I'm weakest. And that was kind of step one. Mm.
1: Yeah, 100%. So once they've established that, they were more aware of strengths and weaknesses, we asked them this question, which was, where are you currently spending all of your time and all of your effort and all of your energy? And it was a resounding response back to serve. So the thing that they're already best at, they were spending their most time continuing to work on. Just think about that for a second and what that means for their business. And by the way, most of these people are there because they want to learn how to get fully booked. They want to learn how to get more clients. They've said they're strong in serve and they're spending all of their time in serve.
0: And the metaphor is, imagine you've got a client and that client wants to get stronger in their deadlift. So you bring them to the the squat rack and you set bar up and you're like, cool let's start to work our way up through the weights and see how strong you are now how much weight you can lift and you reach the point of uh where they can no longer pick up the bar and you ask them a question you say what is the thing where is your body failing where is where is it tiring and 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 unable to perform and they probably say for most people it's wrist strength they say like my hand just can't hold on to the bar so in that in that moment in that exercise you've identified that the thing holding me back from lifting a heavier weight, in other words, being stronger in that in that movement, is my wrist. And the metaphorical equivalent for this individual and you as the trainer is to give them more strength work for the more exercises for the glutes, more things for the hamstrings, more things for the spine, and continue to totally neglect the wrist strength, which is the thing that's holding them back. And so what you end up with is a, as a person, or again, switching metaphor, a personal trainer with massive potential because their glutes and their hammies and their back are strong as an ox. They're so good, but they they still can't lift any heavier weight, as in they still can't get over 10 sessions a week or three grand a month. They can't surpass it because they continue to make their glutes stronger, make their hamstrings stronger, and nothing changes. And so what we're doing in this challenge and what we are committed to do for our clients at Velocity and everyone else that we interact with is A, help them unpack uh, uh, no help them unveil where their weaknesses are and then spend time working on them so that overall we can improve our performance
1: yeah yeah it's always so powerful and and it was so the biggest takeaway then at the end of the session we did a few other things we predicted Um, their income goals, which was brilliant. So by the end of today's session, everybody knew what they needed really to be charging, how many sessions they were going to be delivering what their product needed to look like, how many leads they needed to generate, how good they needed to be at turning those leads into prospects and prospects into clients, all of that in this 90 minute session. And we even gave them a predicted date as when they would achieve their goal. But the biggest takeaway, when we asked them at the end, just to type into the chat, what's your biggest takeaway from today? They all said it was understanding how much more I needed to be working on attract Mm -hmm. was the thing that they said and that they're spending all of their time currently on serve. And it kind of makes sense in a way because they know what they're doing in serve personal trainers. If you're listening to this and you're a PT, you know how to serve your clients. You might not be the finished article. (laughs) And if you claim to be, then there's probably a bit of an ego pattern that needs to be broken down there. But Mm. You're probably good enough right you're good enough to get some results you know how to train people and so what do we do as human beings that seek comfort we carry on doing the things that we know how to do and we avoid and we remove ourselves from the things that are uncomfortable or that we're not sure of so it kind of makes sense but it's also a massive slap in the face for someone that actually wants to build their business and i've been receiving tons of personal messages today uh, you probably haven't seen this as much, Dave. But I've had loads of messages today from people saying, "Oh my God, that was amazing! Uh, I didn't realise where I was going wrong, but now I know."
0: It's so simple, as well. Like, at least, at least from our point of view, and I would understand because we can take ourselves back to when we were trainers, and like we we didn't know what we we didn't know then what we know now, and that's normal. That that would be that's to be expected. And what we're trying to do is take the realisation, the learnings that we picked up over the last fifteen years or so, and then kind of hand them down to people who are going through that phase that we went through. And if we can shine the light and unveil some of those biases, those kind of things that we're doing that we don't know we're doing that are understandable, then we can help people get fully booked much faster. And so to summarize that three-step process, step one was audit, like see where you're good, see where you're not. Step two is identify, like by doing the audit, you'll identify where you're spending most of your time and therefore where you're Where you're missing out on spending time what's the thing that you're neglecting that you should be spending more time on it might not be conscious but as soon as you as soon as you like see it you're like fuck, yeah i can see that now and then step three is then begin to break down a a a project plan like a list of actions the thing the actual things that you're going to do which will uh give you the outcome that you're now chasing and so that kind of is the third piece in the puzzle
1: so you're telling me that if i go and do my GP referral or my lower back pain, I'm not gonna necessarily get more clients. Is that what you're saying?
0: I don't know. You'll have to go and go and try it out for yourself and see how it happens. <laughs> you no, know, like it, obviously, like it's funny because once you go through the process, those questions become obvious and you're like, oh shit, no, I, I don't need to go and do another course. I actually need to do stuff that's gonna get my name out there and, and get me st- get me in more conversations with potential clients. Mm-hmm. And so even though you don't have all the answers in that in that moment, nor did the people who were on this on this session. That at least it points you in the right direction it's a bit like like you set a goal i want to get fully booked i want to get clients I want to earn some good money and that's directionally north but actually i'm currently facing and moving south because all i'm doing is like i'm doing loads of stuff that's not going to make any difference towards the actual number of clients i have so as soon as you wake yourself wake up you know and get out of the matrix so to speak i'm like cool at least i'm pointing in the right direction and now i can work at putting one foot in front of the
1: other and starting to move forward Totally. It's like get, let's let's build the business. Let's get some clients to work with. Then we can work out how we're going to add more, even more value than what you already have right now. And that's going to be the thing that's going to assist the growth of your business. But to only face in one direction, it's uh, it's a big limiting factor. So hopefully, that's been useful for you as the listener to to understand and maybe have a think about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the and there was one other point that's just escaped me now. That's my brain not treating me right today. But there was a, a really interesting point that now I'm not going to be able to share. It might come back to me in a minute.
1: Sounds really interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. Oh no, here it is. It's come back. Momentary, momentary lapse. The um, I think there's there's a flaw, right? And if I could just my last my last piece on this subject is that a lot of trainers spend time in serve becoming a better coach, which is a reasonable reasonable thing. Um, before they've got the number of clients or anywhere near the number of clients that they need. Now, I think the the paradox here is that you only really become a better coach by working with more clients.
1: Totally.
0: Because theory is wonderful. You can read loads of textbooks, watch loads of YouTube videos, study some material that you've had on a workshop you attended last year. All great stuff, wonderful theory, ideas, fab. But it only really becomes applicable when you try and apply that theory to a an individual with a unique history and a unique life circumstance and a unique situation in relation to to their health and fitness and then you have to work at trying to apply that stuff And i think it's generally like speak on your behalf for a second it's our stance that you already know enough and actually you've got the way you become a better coach in in the biggest strides and the fastest speed is by applying the stuff you already know to those people you will become a better coach significantly and then, as, as Craig said, once you learn, once you get more clients, you can then accelerate that because you have more, more to leverage of more clients on which to apply that knowledge. So that's why we like to get people doing more attract work, and then later we can head back to serve and make the whole piece better.
1: Tell you what, that reminds me of is when you go, you go on a course with other personal trainers. There's thirty of you there, and you, lo- you let's say you're doing like a functional movement course, for example yeah uh, classic absolutely classic. classic and um you go and do it and you practice these drills and these exercises on other coaches that can move and, and then understand, you go... understand
0: the cues like they know what they you know, drive that hip forward means
1: yeah for sure and then you go back to the gym and you're really excited to work with 55 year old mary and show her what you've just learned and she hasn't got a fucking clue what you're on about she doesn't know how to drive a hip forward she keeps falling over when she puts one foot in front of the other and you realize that and again, I'm not belittling these courses. they're great. But Dave's point about like being hands-on, you realize that actually that course that you learn, you don't need to go and study another one. You need to now work out how the fuck am I going to implement that into the general population. It's a bit like when you first pass your driving test. If you drove like that all the time everywhere, absolutely perfectly, ironically you probably crash but you you would take you forever to get anything done so you have to find your own groove your own rhythm it's the same of that within your business so yeah that was the big takeaway um hopefully that's been interesting at least for you to think about and that idea of like where are you actually trying to take your business right now and what are the actions that you're currently doing to get you there are they misaligned that's a question that you can take away from hopefully from today's podcast
0: yeah absolutely so we'll finish up in our usual manner craig and i like to find a fun fact and then share it at the end of this podcast so um i'll, I'll go first i um so my, here's my prelude to this one and um, there's a serious point to this sometimes they're a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit bit, bit trivial but this one i think has a little bit of a bit of gravitas right and that's partly a pun so um I i think one of the if if i get stressed if i get overwhelmed if i struggle with decision making when we're doing stuff that's challenging our you know our journey like me and craig on our on our journey to grow velocity and you know on our personal journeys as well and if i get a bit stressed a bit overwhelmed if i feel imposter syndrome breaking down there's one thing that i do i keep coming back to and it's this it's two words and it's a phrase that craig and i share quite a bit it's zoom out and zoom out basically means to come out and realize how relatively insignificant the problem that you're dealing with now is in the grand scheme of things of our journey on in business overall like we're 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 young we're two years in together in velocity maybe a little bit more but like relatively young we're young in terms of we're not 40 yet and we've got many decades left in us to to play at this game but then we could we could zoom out even further than that and be like well we're humans on a 7 billion population strong planet that will be over in the blink of an eye relative to human species and it's like actually what we're doing right now doesn't matter so therefore stop stressing about it and the the quote that made me like when i was looking through quotes to share with you it it is this it would take 19 minutes to free fall to the center of the earth 19 minutes to free fall i, I haven't done a sky jump before but uh, or a um a plane plane jump but like that sounds like a crazy long amount of time to be honest and that's like the the scientific kind of working workings out obviously no one's done it but uh, it's just another way of saying look, we're tiny in the grand scheme of things and the stuff you're stressing about now doesn't matter so much so move on and start doing shit and soon you'll realize that it didn't matter (laughs)
1: love that we're gonna have to stop doing this because my facts are dog shit compared (laughs) to the depths that you go to so here's
0: mine to be fair all you have to do is remind me of the eiffel tower thing and then it's fine.
1: True, yeah, that was shit. Um, so here's mine. I just found this just made me laugh because I can just imagine well, I'll tell you it first. <laughs> Sperm whales in the Caribbean have an accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love what do you think their accent sounds like?
1: I can just imagine them with like a massive spliff, big Rastafarian hat asking for some beer can. Um <laughs> Yeah, that made me laugh. So, researchers in Canada and the University of St Andrews in the UK have found evidence, and I fuck knows what that means, by the
0: way. <laughs> I'd love to see that evidence.
1: Have found evidence that seem to show whales in the Caribbean have a different accent than whales in other oceans. So, they've found evidence that seems to show. So, probably not a fact, more of a hypothesis, but I'm going to choose to believe it. I'm going to choose to, to believe. There are sperm whales in the Caribbean right now, sparking up a doobie and uh, sitting with their little rasta hat asking for some beer, can.
0: There Incredible. What a way to wrap up the podcast, team. We hope you've enjoyed this one, and we'll see you again very, very soon.